It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed, and it's Wednesday. And on Wednesday nights, I do Joy Exposed. All right. <clears throat> so let's get started. Three cheers of joy. So every week we get started with three cheers of joy. Three moments of self-celebration that have nothing to do with anyone else but you. And um, that's where we are right now. Hey there, Stephanie. Hey, hey. So um, three moments of self-celebration that have nothing to do with anyone but you. So tonight, three cheers of joy brought to you by Poppy, the Prosecco that I like so much. And I mainly like it because the bottle is so blingy, right? Bling, bling. So the, um, Stephanie, you're headed to Texas? What? What are you doing in Texas? So wait a minute on that response. So I am celebrating with my poppy Prosecco. I'm excited about that. And um, I saved it just for now. I'm drinking tonight out of my 50 years of joy. I know I keep threatening to get a new cup, a new Steffi, but I haven't. Well, I think I've ordered one. I'm waiting for it to come. But um, for now, I'm drinking out of 50 years of joy because we are about ready to... Um, Get ready to move into next year. It'll be 52 years of joy. Oh, yay, Stephanie. Happy Thanksgiving. Going to see your brother. That's awesome. Good for you. I should have caught that ride over there. So here's my poppy Prosecco. Bling, bling. Cheers, right? I'm always scared to shake it up because I make a mess. So one of my favorite uh, sounds next to rain falling is champagne pouring. <laughs> So that's what we got going on. All right, three cheers of joy. Let's get it started. My three cheers of joy. Um, the first one, I've made it back to my bed. Ah, you guys don't know this, or you may know this, because I don't know how much I've talked about it, but I haven't been home in three weeks. So I left home on November 5th to go on a trip. I came back. I went and stayed at my other daughter, at my daughter's house, and then I went and stayed in on the beach in Treasure Island for a few nights. And so it's been 20 days and I'm finally make it home. So my first cheer of joy is to being at home and my first night in my own bed. Cheers to that. I mean, I'll be by myself, but it should still be a good night's sleep. My second cheer of joy is that, my second cheer of joy is that I had an awesome weekend just kind of doing. I actually won a gift to um I won a gift to stay at Treasure Island for two nights. And um I got to stay there before it expired. So I did that with faceless love. And then one of our Facebook friends came and he hung out with us for the night. So that was really cool. And we hung out on the beach. So cheers to a couple of nights on the beach in the middle of November. Cheers to that. So my first uh, three cheers of joy. My first cheer of joy was here's to my first night in my own bed. My second cheer of joy was hanging out on the beach in the middle of November. And my third cheer of joy is it's Thanksgiving, right? It's fucking Thanksgiving. We made it in the middle of a pandemic. It's fucking Thanksgiving. So cheers to Thanksgiving. Whatever you're going to do with it, stay in the box, get out of the box. It doesn't matter. It's on you. Cheers to Thanksgiving. So three cheers of joy tonight brought to you by Poppy Prosecco. And three cheers of joy. I'd reflect on this all the time because I'll go back and listen to past episodes and just listening to different times when I'm talking and things that I'm, I am uh, thankful for, right? You know, it's almost like celebrating cheers of joy, Thanksgiving every week. And that's essentially what I try to do. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Just kind of a grand shift of ideology on me, like changing how, what, what did I go through to change me? Okay. Right. That's pretty much it. So, um, before we get into that, we're going to get into, um, our Facebook post of the week brought to you by stmspecialties.com. And this week for stmspecialties.com, I do have a discount code. Whoa. Uh, I have a discount code 
And as you save 30%, let me find it. I posted it on my page today. You have 30 percent if you use, and this is through December 1st, so you've got a week, well, a week, right? Like six days. Uh, joy 30% off at checkout. So that's the discount code for STM specialties. Specialties. I always think I'm misspelling this. Uh, I always think I'm misspelling it. Com. So the discount code is joy. 30% off. If you use that discount code, you'll save 30% on your purchases. And that's really cool because you get to um, go through and get a personalized piece of um, a tumbler, a glass, whatever you're looking for, baby products, whatever, you get 30% off. And it's personalized. You can get it for specifically for who you want and their name on it and that always means a lot especially when you get grown up and it's most of the stuff you want you can buy yourself but when somebody spends the time to get something for you that they had your name put on it or design that you like then you have to really that you will appreciate it more that's the grown up in us so uh facebook post of the week let me find them i know i have a couple i don't have many because i was playing so freaking much these past few days um one of the ones I did like was my sister-in-law, Lisa Wells, posted it, and it says, congratulations to Joe Biden for winning Georgia for the fifth time this month. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious because they kept counting the ballots, counting the ballots, and you know Trump's campaign or Trump's uh, Trump's camp was like, there's voter fraud, and count it, and this, and this, and this, and every time they're counting the ballots in Georgia, Joe Biden was winning so finally georgia said all right we're over this shit we've hand counted we've used the uh, pebbles we've used everything we're fucking done with it it's we're certifying the vote biden's won my um second facebook post of the week is uh i don't know where this came from but one of my uh, facebook friends her name is Catherine elizabeth posted it said i love harder i know Shit, I messed up already. <laughs> I was too excited. I love hard, but I hit harder. It's your choice. Unconditional or unconscious. <laughs> I love that. It's like, I love hard, but I'll knock your ass out. You choose what you're trying to do. You want this unconditional love or you want me to knock your ass unconscious? So, um... So, yeah, that was pretty cool, too. And I think the last one I have, it says, uh, this was on Instagram, a history of trauma will have you mistaking peace for boredom. And you know what? I can definitely attest to that. I've spent a lot of time in there thinking that I was bored when I was actually supposed to be in a peaceful space or when this peaceful space had been delivered to me. And I didn't know how to recognize it. And I always wanted to feel in the gap with some chaos, right? Chaos just feels, when you grow and live in the house of chaos when the noise is so loud, that's your normal, right? Yeah, that's your normal shit. And you feel like it's supposed to stay chaotic and loud and all of that, right? And so, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just supposed to be damn quiet and you're supposed to sit your little butt down somewhere. You know, your parents told you that when you were little. Sit your ass down somewhere. Be still. And now we get to adults and it's like, I'm sitting my ass down. I just can't do anything else. So um, that's where we are with that. Um, let's see. So we got through three cheers of joy. We've made it through our Facebook post of the week. Cheers to STMSpecialties.com. Cheers to our Facebook post of the week and the contributors. Greatly appreciate it. And I've said before, I'll probably do this all night. Find things that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for Facebook. I know that a lot of people find it um, chaotic and drama-filled and whatever, whatever. But I really love my Facebook. I love the people that are on my Facebook. I'm, I think I almost have 5,000 friends. Um, and I don't interact with all of them. Of course, there's the majority of them are just kind of stagnant, hanging in place. But Many of them I do interact with. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do with that. Like, do I want to get rid of the people who don't interact? Like, does that really matter? Like, are they getting, is it a benefit to them to just be hanging in this space? 
what about people who have multiple pages? Do I want to get rid of them too? You know, that kind of thing. So I'm trying to um, figure out what to do. I'm trying to figure out what to do with that, with that piece. And, um, and so that's where, you know, I'm really just kind of playing around with that, what to do with my, um, what, oh, hold on, let me turn my volume down. Because I need to be able to hear it, but I don't want the volume on. Okay, but I want to see the comments. And so that's where, you know, I'm really just kind of playing around with that, what to do with Okay, so, um, oh, hey, Clarissa. Hi, Rob Vincent, thank you. Hey, Keisha. So I'm just trying to make sure I wasn't missing comments tonight. I've been missing them for the past couple of weeks because I didn't realize they were populating in two places. But um, uh, what was I saying? Oh my God, I'm such an airhead. Talking about chaos, right? Oh, mistaking our peace for chaos. Was I past that? I think I was past that. Oh, I was saying that I'm probably going to say all night tonight things that I'm grateful for, that I'm thankful for. Because this, the older I get, the realize I'm more, I get I'm more reflective on those pieces of my life that mean, that are important to me. So it's Thanksgiving. I'm gonna spend a little bit of time talking about that. I mean, we might spend the whole hour. We might not spend the whole hour. You know, I don't know. And I don't know that it necessarily matters. So we're just gonna speak from the heart. We're gonna try to get into a good place. I always try to speak from an open space when I'm on, on the podcast. I always just try to, just the human part of me, you know, like I've been through a bunch of shit. Like I've been through a bunch of shit as you guys go through shit all the time as I'll still go through shit. But it's just kind of like, man, when you find a way to go through the shit and come out like unscathed, you just really want to know. And that's what I used to look at people and think like, how do they always look like they're okay? Because on the inside, I was like a ball of knots and so much stress and all this, but I could see people and they had a smile on their face and not like fake smile, but like through and through smile, like they were smiling and they were happy and, you know, and I would see that and I'm like, how do I get that? You know, how do I emulate that? What have they done or what are they doing that says I can be that way? And, you know, the people, few people that I had to talk, had an opportunity to talk to, I would talk to, you know, just to kind of ask them questions. And um, because I wanted to be happy, I wanted to be in control of my life. I didn't want to be fucked up behind somebody else's bullshit, right? You know, we get to be a puppet for people. You know, we we have that in us where you get a group of friends and you kind of end up going with their flow and trying to fit in. But then you realize one day you just kind of, step off that merry-go-round and you step outside the group and just kind of say, no, I'm not interested in doing that. Or no, the last time I did that, it felt crazy or no, you know, you just kind of start taking control. And I think that's what people do who, who want to be happy and who want to be free. I think they decide I'm going to take control of my life. I'm not going to leave me and what happens to me up for chance. You know, I have a say in this and the universe moves in me. You know, people start making those things and they start doing things that are, they repeat things to get them closer to being free and to being loved and to loving and caring and all these good things. And I think I started doing that. I remember having a conversation with somebody and they were talking about the devil, you know, and they were like, well, the devil this and the devil that. And I was like, the devil, you know, like, why are you giving energy to the devil? Well, the devil, yeah, devil busy, the devil. And I'm like, how does the devil have authority in your life? Like, and I started thinking about that because I, I was thinking like, when bad things happen in my life, do I attribute it to a non-entity i mean i know the devil is real and it's there i understand that but the only way that it's real in my life is if i'm giving power to it right like if i'm carving out a place for the devil to exist in my life then of course he's going to show the fuck up and he's going to show out we expect that anybody but if i'm not giving if i'm just going through my life and attributing 
the ebb and flow and situations, the highs and lows, just to being along my path, I'm not giving any energy in this space. And I remember her, the lady was telling me, like asking me why I was in the situation that I was in and I, you know, in the uh, job that I was in and I'm still in and, you know, um, well, you, the devil wouldn't, no, God wouldn't put you in no place like this. The devil, the, this, the devil's ground. And, this, and I was like, well, it, the devil has no authority in my life. And she was really kind of adamant about how evil the place was that we were working. And I told her that, and I meant that. I'm like, because the devil doesn't move me, right? That is not the power. The power doesn't come there. That's not good power. And remember, my goal was to be good. So I told her, that, you know, I was like, no, the devil don't have any authority in my life like that. And she was like, well, God wouldn't have put you here. And so we just kind of finished the conversation. It was weird to me too, right? Because I'm sitting there like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? We both looking at each other like that. And so the next day she came in and she apologized to me. And she was like, I shouldn't have said that. And she explained that she was a Christian and she was having a hard time at work. You know, the situation was hard for her and this and this and this. And, you know, and I said, okay, thank you. And I kind of kept it moving. But I realized then, and I had never really thought about it, is that I don't, I had stopped putting the energy into the negative spaces, whether it was negative people, men, women, situations with my kids, with me, the devil. I had literally kind of taken those things out of my life. And maybe it's a power of positive thinking. I don't know what it is. I don't know that it is a thing or that somebody's written about it or you can study it or you can. All I know is I have one life, YOLO, right? YOLO. I have one life to live and I'll be damned if I'm going to spend another moment of this shit miserable. I'll be damned if anybody gets some misery out of me, if I can't look at every situation and every moment that I'm in and find the upside, a backside, a front side, or look through it, that's on me. But this is my life. Like, think about that. We get like 90, I mean, 90, 95 years, 97 years to live here. And we spend the first 40 of them fucking off learning how to grow up. Like first 40 years, we have no idea what we're doing through kids and marriage and work. And we have no idea the significance of our presence until we're like 40 something. And now here I am. There's no more misery. No one gets to bring any misery to me. And if they do bring it, I don't get to process it because I don't want to, because I know that there's there's goodness for everybody. There's an abundance of joy and love and happiness. And we will have trials and tribulations, but we don't exist in them always, right? You don't exist in that space always. So I was sitting here thinking about me being thankful and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for no misery over here. And I'm like, there's no way I'm telling anybody that I'm always happy and it's always, I'm not telling you that. What I can tell you is that I'm not fucking miserable. I'm not the puppet or the punching bag or the partner of, or the parent of, or I'm not any of, any of those things where somebody wants to make me miserable that doesn't have a place with me anymore. And I've had to give that up. And I get, I started giving it up years ago. I started giving it up because I thought, damn it, Joycelyn, you got to take care of these kids. You got to, you know, I had to, nobody, nobody sits around for you at your pity party, right? You're the only one there. So shit, why well, have a party for one? 
So, I, you know, I'm just, I, I think about that often. Like, when did I make that shift to say, I'm not going to let my anxiety or my fear rule me anymore. I'm not going to sit up here and cry about anymore. I'm not going to accept my or place myself in a relationship that sucks. I'm not doing that anymore. The crazy thing is when we start setting boundaries, we talked about that before, when we start setting these boundaries about how we treat, start with that, how we treat people and how we will allow people to treat us, a lot of people fall off because there are some people who are evil. Now, I won't say that they're the devil, but their intentions are evil for you. And they can only be evil to you if you give them the space to be evil. If you remove that space for their evil, devilish activities, manipulation, whatever, if you remove that space, they're not going to do it. They can't. You've taken away the power. They'll move on somewhere else. It happens in relationships all the time. And when it has been revealed to us about these evil things or this yucky people for fear of being alone we want to keep them we try to keep them around because we want somebody that's not good it's unhealthy and it stops us from moving forward along our path right it just holds us in place and we don't want we got work to do we have really have work to do and i honestly believe that (coughs) that we've got stuff to do No one has time anymore to stand in place, to run in place for what? Because somebody is afraid to move or you're waiting for somebody to join you. We don't have time for that anymore. We've got work to do. You've got work to do. You have to travel along your path. You have to get what you're supposed to get so you can be a purpose. And I I hold on to that. And You know, I just, this really makes me weirded out. Because, well, hold on a minute. So don't forget my lip drip, right? Shine glow getter, like that. They're going to be dripping my lips every week. I forgot to talk about it last week because I got so caught up in that article with Laura. So um, got my lip gloss, my lipstick on tonight. It's kind of fly. So there'll be more. So shineglowgetter.com. And every Friday is Black Friday leading up to Christmas. So go on the website, shineglowgetter.com, and uh, order you some lip drip right? Lots of beautiful colors, beautiful colors. Okay. So I got to get better with putting my sponsors in there or they're going to stop giving me stuff. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, um, oh, I was saying that I have these conversations with people about most of the time about me, because I'm I'm not afraid to talk about me. You guys know that I, I talk about my fuck ups. I own my chaos. Like, if I fucked up, I fucked up. And I don't have a problem saying, oh, my bad, I fucked up. Like, I don't I don't try to sob story, hide, none of that shit. I fucked up. Let's move on. This is who I am. And, and we're just going to move on. And my intention is not to hurt people. So I spend a lot of time talking. And I, lately, it's been talking to men. I'm having an easier time talking to men <clears throat> than to women, maybe because men are just easily accessible in the line of work that I do in the cigar bar, you know, that kind of thing. So hang on just a second. I learned that someone can't fuck with you if they're not around you. That's right. In every sense of the word, only certain people are allowed access. Jason, you are absolutely right. They can't fuck with you and they're not going to come around you if your energy and if as powerful as you are, they understand I'm not going to go there because it's not a place for them to do their dirt. So they'll they'll stay away. That's right. Only certain people are allowed in close enough to see you vulnerable. And that's the way it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to have all these people around us. And we think it's good because it makes us popular and it makes us, you know, that kind of thing. But it doesn't. It, it's exhausting and it drains your energy. So you're that's it. They can't fuck with you if they're not around you. And we have to protect ourselves. So thank you, Jason. So I was saying that I spend a lot of time talking about myself and how I 
my growth process, how I'm still growing and what I want and where I want to go. And that's hard for me to say right now what I want because I don't know what I want. Like, think of it like if I could have anything in the whole world and I can't come up with any one thing that I want, I can come up with tools that I need on my path so far, things that I believe I need, but something to satisfy a personal desire for me, I don't know that I want it, right? And I'm scared to ask for just something random because what if I get it and that's not the thing that satisfies the want? Then I've wasted, I've wasted an opportunity for a want, right? So I'm struggling in that. And I think that's all going with me. That's all because I'm growing. And I realize that I, I just feel like I'm in a more in my spiritual space than my human space, right? So, and that's really weird to talk about, but I mean, we can talk about that later. So I, I'm thankful for the men that I have the opportunity to talk to. And I'm thankful that they're grown men. Like they're not men trying to talk to me and try to run game because they're trying to fuck. Not those men. These are grown up men who sit and are reflective and trying to find their own space trying to understand what it looks like to take care of their families, trying to take care of them. It's not the men that are playing the games. Those men don't come around anymore because I think I must be giving off a new energy that, oh, well, I'm not going to mess with her because she's not open to the conversation. She's not open to the, hey, beautiful, or trying to be friends or want to fuck. So I think I'm getting, I'm getting less of that. But I'm getting more men wanting to talk about my perspective on what it means to be a woman today. Because I think men are trying to figure that shit out. I mean, there are a lot of single men out there who want women. Like, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, right? Men want that. They want a wife. They want it. And they're trying to figure out, like... Well, damn it. Like, I know there's got to be another way. So they're trying to have these conversations to see what's the other way. Well, what is Joycelyn talking about? What is your perspective on this? And what is your perspective on this? And, you know, so it's just really very interesting because we have to keep in mind, everybody's not going at the same rate, right? They're not at the same transition space, but the men who are ready are fucking ready. And they want a wife. They want a, a wife that's amazing. And, and not just what we see when we look at ourselves and think beautiful, what they see and they see as beautiful. And, and this is what a guy said to me. He said, and we see, we see y'all, we see y'all, not just that y'all look good to us like this. We see inside of you. We see everything, how beautiful you are. And that's what men want because as powerful as you are, as beautiful as you are, that's as powerful as they are. They're going to be a hundred times more powerful with an amazing woman who's not running the game, who are not, they're not playing, right? And you're right, Clarissa, they are brilliant. And the exchanges are amazing. I am enjoying this group of males that I have the pleasure of being in their company. And the beautiful part is I can be in their company with or without my faceless love. The best part is I am the same, I, not them, not my faceless love. I am the same in their presence and outside of their presence. I'm not ducking or dodging or hiding or any bullshit. What I say is what I say. And that's so powerful. And that's an awesome fucking place to be as a woman because I remember being like, can't talk about this around these friends. Can't talk about this around these friends. Don't talk about this. And she can't know this happened. And he can't. I remember doing all that juggling shit for what? Like we do all of this juggling, trying to protect people in a space that we don't even know what's beyond the space. That's stressful. So now talking to men, it's like, oh my God, I've gotten access to a special place of brilliance 
amazing energy and I'm having these dynamic conversations. I love it. The flip side is when I'm sitting in a space of women, our conversation is very limited because I think a lot of times women are like, she on some bullshit. I'm not doing that shit she's talking about. But that's where people need to get to their own space of understand, understanding what it means to be here for your purpose, for your purpose. Like knowing that you move along and knowing that you can't collect your tools because you got so much other shit going on in your head and you can't clear things out and you're trying to run game or you're trying to, it's just time to fucking grow up. I heard somebody say, um, uh, an actor was talking about his son playing Peter Pan, David Oloi, I can't, I can't pronounce his name. His name, he's an actor. He said, and they were talking about when, how, what do you think it, how do you think it would feel if your son never wanted to grow up, right? If your son never wanted to grow up and he laughed and he said, well, once he becomes a man, I think he should at least entertain the idea. And I said, oh my God, I love that. Because we do have so many men who have become men who have be, who have become adults, but they need to entertain the idea of growing up. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> because, you know, people always talk about like, you know, I'm a grown man or I'm a grown woman. I can do this. And you're like, okay, I get it. But grow the fuck up. Like, it's something outside of here. And ugh, ugh, I talk from, I talk about this and it scares me because it just seems like it's such an existential place, I guess. I don't know. But it's like, grow the fuck up. There's so much goodness out here. There's so much going on and you miss it because you're lost. You're not open to it or you want to hold somebody hostage to or stay locked in because and I don't want that anymore. I want to I want to be free. I did a, a Facebook challenge and I had to post a picture. And the question it was like, let people say something kind about you or say something about you. And I promise everybody was like the freest of the free spirits, free spirit, free <laughs> I guess I just, it's just me, right? And I'm thankful for that because it took me a lot of time to get to this space of being free. It took me a lot of time to get to a place of telling somebody, fuck you. Bye. That takes a lot to get to that space to separate and protect yourself from all of the yucky that's out there to say no to someone that took a lot because I've said yes and I've driven myself crazy and I've run myself in the ground and I've been exhausted and I've been the one saying and nobody's taking care of me and I'm taking care of everybody and blah, 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 blah. I've been the one saying that, but you know, not anymore. Not anymore. Guess who I take care of first? Joyce Lund. Put your own oxygen mask on first and call me selfish, call it whatever. If I don't take care of me, if I don't ensure that this vessel is full, if I don't ensure that I'm okay, I can't do anything for anybody. And another thing I found out is that the people who you do stuff for are the people not connected to you. The people who are connected to you, they don't need you to do stuff for them. They don't. That's not how it works. Your altruism, your gift giving, your somebody needs is separate from you. It's not a responsibility for you and your friends. That's not how that works, right? So, and that's hard to say because people have an expectation that their friends bail them out. You're a real friend, man. Or you're a good friend, or you, and we we take that. That's not how that works because it sullies the relationship of what I mean. And you have people that you do for, of course. You know, you have people that you trust and you do for, and you do them 
and you push, you do it and you separate from it. It's not something that you carry emotionally with you or that you're waiting to get back or you're going to fight about it or you're going to, no, that's not, that's not the get way that gift giving goes. That's not the way that giving goes. Giving goes that you continue to fill your vessel however you must fill your vessel. Whatever it means to you to fill your vessel so that you can give without thought because you're overflowing with ideas and you're overflowing with deliciousness and treasures and gifts for other people. You make sure your vessel is full. I don't know that I have a single place to go to fill my vessel. I just take it as it comes. I did a video called Nooks and Cranny, how I find myself in love so many times a week with different people and situations. I'm just going for the goodness. Like that's the good conversation, the laughter before COVID, hugs. If somebody wants to take my trash to the trash can at lunch, I let them. Like I'm not fighting. Somebody's going to open the door for me. I let them. Somebody wants to smile at me or say I look beautiful. I let them. And I let them without giving anything back other than a thank you or a warm smile because your intention, their intention of giving and filling my vessel has to be pure for me to actually be filled. If they're filling my vessel for me to do something for them, then it's not going to work, right? It doesn't work because then it turns into a negative that they're trying to take it from me. So they, they're going to do something for me and then they're sending me some negative because I didn't do something back. That's not how you receive it. You shut it down. Thank you. And you can't stop people from, if it's their opportunity to bless or give, then you allow it. I struggled with that. When people wanted to do stuff for me, I would say, no, I got it. No, I got it. And then I realized I'm saying, no, I got it, but maybe the universe is moving them to do this. So I have to then start saying thank you. Surprisingly, I have so many amazing things happen in the course of a day <laughs> simply because I let people be who the fuck they are and I don't want anything from them, right? I just want to give of myself freely. I want to love people and be loved and just exist in this good ass space. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. That's what I want. Like I, that's what I want. And that's what my goal is. And I tell my faceless love, like, I love you so much. I love being with you so much because it's like peace. It's so amazing. But I know that I would not have been able to appreciate him if I didn't get my own shit together. If I didn't go pull out all the junk and get rid of the junk, then I wouldn't have been in a space to receive the love the way that he loves to give it. The way that he's capable of loving me, if I didn't clear out all of my yucky, he wouldn't be able to love me. Not even he wouldn't be able to love me. I wouldn't be able to receive the love the way that he's giving it right? And I didn't clear out my yucky for his salvation or for him to dump into me. I cleaned out my, my cleaned out myself and opened my space for love for my own salvation. So when we heal ourselves and we get rid of the junk, then we're open to people doing and trusting and loving us. If we don't do that, we're always going to be, we're always going to be um, stuck. You can't hear me now, Clarissa? Did my sound go out? Uh-oh, she says she can't hear me. Can you hear me? Okay. All right. So sorry about that. So we have to clear out our muck so that we can love and be loved and receive it. If we don't, we're going to be fucking stuck and we're going to be miserable. I swear right now, everybody listening knows at least one person who cannot receive love because they're so blocked with all the bullshit from years of shit they've been in. Thank you. I know there's somebody who's so blocked with shit that they 
can't receive anything. Even if you do something nice, it's not enough. They can't receive it. They seem like they don't appreciate it. They don't, they can't acknowledge it. Thank you. They can't acknowledge it because they've got so much garbage. So if for you to be in a space to receive goodness from people, you've got to clean out your, clean out your muck. And I'm, I mean, we talk about bag lady and carrying all the bags, but if you don't empty all your bags, you got to empty your own shit. It's nobody's responsibility. There is no way had I waited for this man to come and heal me. How the fuck is he going to heal me? He, he ain't, that ain't his background in therapy. <laughs> it ain't his responsibility to pick through the nuts and bolts and bones of people in my past or the shit I decided to talk about versus the shit I decided not to talk about. That's not his responsibility. And we can't put that responsibility on people. We are responsible for our own bullshit. That's it. And one of my girlfriends told me, she says, oh my gosh, you guys have a great relationship. I want to meet a guy just like him. I said, he is the guy he is because I am the woman I am. Had I been the woman with all the bullshit, drama, noise, chaos, he would have been a completely different man. Well, he probably would have been gone. <laughs> I probably would have ran him away because I men don't want to deal with that, right? So I think that's important when we talk about going through our life and having a good life and having a mate, having a mate, having 10 mates. How many other mates you want to have? If you're polyamorous and you want to have three husbands or three wives or Whatever you want to have, the way that you have it is just to be open and truthful about that shit. Ain't no games. Ain't no games when it's about freedom. There's no games when it's about love. And if you want to have three husbands or three wives or four or five, have them. Who, who gives a fuck, really? The only thing that matters is that you and who you choose to share your life with are all happy with what the fuck is going on. And I believe that. Like, I believe that. I don't, I'm not going into anybody's, I'm not. Like, I'm not telling anybody how they should live their lives or what they should do. Or I'm not telling anybody that. All I'm saying is, Damn it, being free just feels so fucking good, right? And the way that you get there is clean out that damn noise in your head. I'm talking about back, go back to childhood and start dumping that shit out. You can go to your mom, your dad, your auntie, and I talk about this all the time. You go to your parents, your grandparents, whoever you want to and be like, you know, it was really fucked up when this happened. I still think about that. You know, I ain't really like when this happened. Go talk. And they may not, they may not want to hear what you want to, they may not want to hear it, but they're going to hear it. And you're going to feel better because you said it out loud. You said it, you released that shit. You release that shit straight into the universe. Do you go on to some other stuff and you start your own healing, but you're not going to, you, we will travel our path sad and miserable if we don't find a way to empty out the bullshit. We don't empty that shit out of us. If we don't find a way to see people and love them and to give generously and receive the gifts from the universe, if we don't figure that out, it's going to be a short-ass life. And remember, I said earlier, YOLO, I got one life. <laughs> and I'm going to live it. The best that I can live it, I'm going to absolutely live this one life that I have. So anybody who listens to my podcast on my Facebook page, talk to them. They'll tell you, oh yeah, Joyce will come out. She'll have a drink. She'll smoke a cigar. She's going to laugh. She's going to talk. Well, I'm, hey, I'm free flowing with it. Whatever. Let's hang out. We might do that once and not see each other for two years, but we had a good time. That's my whole goal is no one plans to have a bad time. No one is doing anything with the intention to have a bad time. So for me, 
if I'm putting my time and my energy in a space, trust and believe I'm going to have a good ass time. I'm going to have a good time. It's good. It might be interesting be like, oh, didn't expect it to go this way, but I'm going to have a good time, right? That's exactly how I operate. And I love the idea that someone loves that from me. Someone loves the fact that she's going to have a good time. I love that there's a man out there like, this chick is mine and she is a whole ass mess. <laughs> but he loves me, right? He loves me and he knows in his presence or out of his presence that Joycelyn is exactly who the fuck she is. There's no reason to worry or wonder or fret or whatever. This is who I am. And I feel the same way about him. So it's just really interesting to me. And people will ask me, you know, you should write a book on relationships. So you should like write a book on. And I'm like, the only book that I'm able to write is how to be a free black woman in this damn country. <laughs> how to be free and submit yourself to the goodness of the universe. That's the book of me. That's me. How to derive pleasure from everywhere. How not to get stuck. And y'all know I have low days. I have low days. I have bitchy days. I have days when I don't want to get out of bed. I have days. So I'm never always up. I ebb and flow like a motherfucker. I do. I do. I do. I do. I ebb and flow like crazy. And when I'm low, low, I'm the first to admit I'm low. I'm low. I'm having a low day. So let me figure this out. Let me let me get a Red Bull today. Let me. I start trying to figure out how to get myself higher. I don't want to stay in the low, especially if I have to go to work and I've got to give at work, right? So I've got to be in a position to give. I still I start trying to pick myself up. I'll wear heels. I'll anything. Put on lipstick put my hair in a little ponytail. I'll do anything to tweak my brain to say, we got to pick this up. We got to pick this moment up. And I'll do that. But I'm never, I don't, to have a balanced, happy, to stay in this balanced space, I don't have that. I don't even know if people do that. Like, I know I don't. I, some mornings I wake up, I'm bitchy. And I'll say, ooh, I'm having a bitchy day. This is going to be interesting today. And I recognize it, but I know that I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I know that I'm not trying to hurt myself because as much every time as I put some hurt or meanness out there, I've got to go back and retract that. I've got to ask for forgiveness on that. So I can't even just let the meanness hang out there because y'all know I'd be talking about my karma bill. I'd be mean to somebody that mean I'm fucked around and didn't put enough liquor in my drink. This is paying me back for my karma. I don't like stuff like that. <laughs> I like to stay on the up and up. I like my shit to be good. So I put good out there. So I just, you know, I wanted to spend some time talking about just being thankful for this life. YOLO, we in the middle of a pandemic. This shit is crazy. And it ain't over yet. I'm still like, I want to go somewhere. I want to travel. I want to, and I have been to some places. So it's not like I haven't been anywhere. I have been places and, you know, taking my precautions and that and been able to come out on the other side. But we're in the pandemic. And, you know, I, I say that and I'm like, wow. But then other people say it and they're like, they're in a different pandemic than I'm in. And I'm like, we're going to be okay. It's going to be fine. It just, we got to take care of ourselves and we have to be the goodness in ourselves. So whether that's on Facebook and Facebook has been a lifesaver during the pandemic. Hell is a lifesaver for me outside of the pandemic and Facebook, the first place to know, and I'm having me a bitchy day. They be like, Ooh, she bitchy today. She must be ovulating or some shit. <laughs> Facebook. No. I get on there and start snapping early in the morning. But you know what? I still try to smooth it out before I say, because I don't want to hurt anybody. And sometimes we have a vicious tongue. So I try to hang on to that. And the funny thing is, 
part of my not trying to hurt anybody and having a vicious tongue, I have a vicious tongue. I have a very unyielding sense of information, I guess. So when I say something, I'm saying it. And sometimes I say it and don't understand the bite in it, but somebody else hears it and they're like, well, that was harsh, but it's my delivery. I don't know. You know, I try. I try. I, if I'm aware of it, I try it. But that says I'm now trying to change myself to please somebody else. And I'm not necessarily interested in changing myself to please somebody else. I think I've been put in this gift moment of giving it the way that it is and to bring it with honesty, right? And honesty and integrity and when I say something, people can trust what I'm saying. Like, as soon as I start saying, well, girl, you know, and that kind of stuff, it'll be like, I can't trust it because it's not who she is. And that's how we trust people. When people are consistent who they are about the way that they do things, that's how we trust them. And we know that they're not going to hurt us. And I've had to learn that. You know, we, we all do. We all had to learn it. We're all learning it. We're all trying to navigate this life on this side, right? We're all trying to navigate it. And the more I'm living, the more I understand the people who kind of zone off into their own little space and have a small garden and a couple of chickens, right? You know, a couple of hens and just make wine and sit by the beach, you know? And I, that's me, that'll probably be me. Talk to people as they come by, you know, that, that'll probably be me. I can feel that. I can see that happening because this is scary to me. I'm, I listened to the podcast last week from the article about Laura Henneman and some of the comments that I made and thought about people and read comments about uh, on the news of people talking about Kamala and calling her names and saying she's evil. And I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck? And now I'm now trust me, I'm not saying that my way is the only way. The way that I think is the only way cuz that would be crazy cuz we all think the way that we think. I'm just saying like there are just some mean ass people. There are some mean ass people in this world. And how do you protect yourself? from the mean ass people. If these mean ass people are talking about Kamala and calling her names and the fact that she's a black woman or mixed woman, parents, immigrants, whatever, however you want to describe her, the meanness that people are saying, we hear that because she's a vice president elect. Imagine those same mean people talking about me, you. And they're on ground level with us. It's some mean people. Like, they're literally truly mean people. And how do you protect yourself from the mean people? Because as soon as they're mean to you and you want to go off, guess what you've become? Mean. Guess what you've put into your karma? Meanness, right? And this is all things that you have to go back and fix. So I just, I'm having a hard time with that. And I find myself looking at people, not wanting to know their meanness. Now it doesn't stop me from being me, but it's almost like keep your evil spirit over there. I don't have a room for you here. If you're not close enough to fuck with me, you can't fuck with me. And that's how I found, find myself with people, the unknown people, almost not putting me in a bubble, but making sure there's a force fill of goodness. So when they come my way, they've already thought about the bullshit they're going to say to me because I, I, you know, I have a tendency to call people on their bullshit. Like I do be like, oh, did you mean to say that to me? 
Because I need for I need for people to tell me they're coming to hurt me. I need for you to tell me that your intention is to hurt me so that I can respond accordingly. Don't sneak it by slide it in, try to hurt me on the slick, send some subliminal mess. Don't do that kind of shit. You're going to have to let me know so that I can respond to you on your bullshit because I'm not afraid of it. I just don't want it because I don't want to leave and process it. I don't want people around me to have to hear what you're saying and process it and then say, you should have did this and you should have did that. And you, I don't want to hear none of that shit. Just keep your mean, ignorant and ignorant, not in a bad sense, just ignorant of lack of knowing your mean, ignorant bullshit to yourself. Like sit there and stew in your fucking evil because it's not welcome here. It has taken me a long time to get to this place, to not instinctively have a response for the bullshit. Because you guys know, if they say this to me, I'm a this. I don't even keep those responses tick-tocking in my brain anymore. Everything just be like, let's see what's going to happen. <laughs> Let's see what's going to happen. And you know what? That This we'll talk about next week. What's happened is I listen a lot better because <laughs> I'm not ready. What the fuck you going to say to me? I'm going to say, I don't do that no more. I don't even have it. That shit just happened. Shit, somebody say something to me. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Shit, I didn't even hear you the first time. <laughs> I'm in my own my own brain over here. I'm in sitting here chilling. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Okay. What? Oh, did you want, did you need for me to respond to that? Or are you just telling me <laughs> like, this is me in a whole conversation. Like you gotta tell me what the fuck you want from me. <laughs> Somebody's like, I don't like that vice president elect. Did, you just telling me that? Okay. Shit. Well, I mean, what you want me to say? You what you what you mean to say? You should give you reasons why. No, I'm not talking about that. Not with you. You already closed anything, goodness, when you say what you don't or can't, or as soon as you say something a nod on it already says you're not open to me. So all right then. Thanks for sharing. Peace. I had a reason for me to get in the argument with that. Like it's the waste of time. Next thing you know, I'm in jail because I got in a fight. With a man that had three teeth at the grocery store, the convenience store. And I'll be in prison for that. And y'all gonna be like, damn, she went down fast. See, I ain't getting it. Like, I ain't letting that nastiness touch me. Poor energy. I'm not doing that. So tonight, I just wanted to talk about just being thankful for the way that I live. And I know it's probably cheesy. You guys make it think it's corny, but. This shit is real. Like, I honestly don't want, I'm not open to the negativity. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not open to the negativity. I'm not putting any energy in a place that has no goodness for me. I'm not. Anything we talk about is going to lead to something, something good. And that's what the goal is, to get to the goodness. I'm not spending any time trying to get to the meanness or the negativity. And I'm definitely not spending any more time trying to get out of it. I've already spent time there. I already know what it feels like. I've It manifests itself in depression and anxiety and fear. And I'm over that. I'm not doing it anymore. Nope, nope, nope. This is me. This is Joycelyn. She is free. So it is Thanksgiving Eve. I've got my champagne, my 50 years of joy glass. Don't forget you can order from stmspecialties.com with my discount code of joy, 30% off uh, up until December 1st. That's going to be the kicker. And um, follow me on YouTube. I got to do better with saying that early, right? So follow me on YouTube and you can download podcasts everywhere. You can download. I've been thinking for next year, I might try to go to two days a week. I just need more, believe it or not, I need more episodes. I need more 
presence and I'm learning, you know, so we'll work on that, see how that goes next year. Um, no promises though. So it would have to be, I can't, I'm not even gonna think about it. See, I, I went into think mode just then. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just chilling. So just download the podcast from everywhere. I appreciate you guys rocking with me listening tonight. Um, and I know you guys are not wondering if I'm cooking. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not cooking. So I did get um, invited to Golden Corral tomorrow for lunch, Thanksgiving lunch. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I was planning to uh, just sit around in my pajamas all day and um, chill. So I'll do that. Yeah. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Have a wonderful day. We have, gosh, four Wednesdays left in the month, I think. So we're almost into 2021. And 2020 was pandemic year, but we okay. You know, we okay. We lost some people. We did. We have had some tough moments of financial crisis. And, but if you're still here, you're okay. We're, find some goodness in that. Find some goodness in the fact that you're still here. Find some goodness. Find a reason to hold on to that goodness, right? And know that your, your purpose here is still has not been fulfilled and you have to keep moving on. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Mwah. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>